You know what's hard about podcasting? The technology. I keep screwing up the Skype into GarageBand, headphones, microphone. I was at tech support for like two hours today. It only made it worse. But then I came home. I was next to Amanda. And she's like my good luck charm. Is that what you are? You're a charm? The point is, I got this whole little podcast studio up and running again and I had a chance to stop to talk with another one of my fellow auctioneers my buddy Bobby D um, he came up through the traditional bid calling world he was a bid calling world champion amongst many other things uh, and he comes from a long line of auctioneers as he mentions in this interview uh, he's out in Arizona uh, with his kids he's gonna get on stage tonight and battle through the fears and it's fun to uh, to chat with another colleague about the challenges that we face in the niche world of charity auctioneers. And so I hope you enjoy the following conversation. Hello, Bobby D. Hey, buddy. Is that better? That's way better. Way better. Awesome. Well, see if this helps. How's that? Oh, now now it's crystal clear. Oh, nice. Okay, good. I got you in my headphones, and I'm in a nice, nice space here. So, where where are you exactly right now? I'm in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And what is the greater Phoenix area Corona scene like right now? It's pretty wild. Like it's, uh, I don't think it's California style, but um, you know they're closing schools. Uh, my kids. Uh, they closed their school next week. Um, you know the uh, you know all the YMCA's and all the public places. The museums are all closed. Uh, of course, Costco and uh, you know Target and you know Walmart and everywhere is crazy. Uh, but any other public places like that are are uh, not <laughs> not open. And how is your readiness going? Uh, readiness in regards to having your kids uh, at home all next week. Uh, any like, do you need to still make a trip to Target or Costco or any of those places, or are you pretty well stocked? Well, I'm uh, fortunate that I'm staying at my mom's house, and she's a, a bit of a hoarder. So we're good. We're stocked. She's got plenty of food, plenty of drink, plenty of toilet paper. We're good. And, and how is her is. Is she in the target demographic for those, like my parents are 70 and 72, um, what are her concerns um, just given her, 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 her elderly status? Uh, she's, you know, 60, 66. So, yes, they're concerned. Um, however, my parents are both auctioneers. Uh, they're actually at a auto auction in St. Louis this weekend. Oh, really? So they, yeah. So they're in the public space. You know, they are. You know, they're probably shaking hands and hugging their friends and interesting. You know, and, and definitely taking their precautions. Um, and they are concerned about this, um, but they are in. You know, they're in, they're in really really good health. They're very strong, and they are. Uh, you know, really definitely taking a look at, at all of this, uh, but understand the risks you know, as well as the rewards within, you know, being in the public space. Now, do they have an auction today or yesterday? Uh, they do. They have an auction. It's a classic car auction today. And uh, they are they're there. And uh, it definitely is in the Midwest. So they're, 
I guess their outlook uh, compared to what is happening on on the far you know left and far right coast is a, is a little bit different. Yeah, I guess uh, there so. is no yeah there's no known cases where they're at. So they're you know the the organizer of the classic car auction said yeah we're we're going for it we're going to make it happen. It's it's so interesting because you you get stuck in your own little bubble and with everything shutting down here in New York and then talking to my friends out in California, I just sort of assumed that the rest of the country was shut down, but I guess that's not true. No, it's it's not. I actually talked to a friend uh, who was from Oklahoma today, and he says they're still doing events. They're, you know, they're, there's a couple that got postponed, but they said that they, he did one last night, and he did one the night before. I mean, yes, the elephant is in the room, uh, but they are, you know, they're going, you know, they're going forward. Um, but here tonight, I'm preparing for an event in Scottsdale, and uh, they're, you know, we're gung ho. We're going to make it happen, and, and they do have some fallout. Yeah, they do have some fallout. They had, you know, they were planning for 350 people, so they'll probably have a hundred less than what they were planning which for, is significant the, it is it is and and uh the 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 people that are attending we hope that they come in with uh you know their expectation to give and to participate within the fundraising and to uh fund this mission that's at hand and, and what are you fundraising for tonight uh tonight it's for a uh, private christian school and so i mean i, I imagine that you know the emphasis is the emphasis is on you know we need to make sure the programs for our kids are are fully funded so uh you know corona preparedness could definitely fold into that uh yeah and i mean they're really talking about building a legacy or continuing the legacy of what they've done for the past 50 years and that's the the theme of the night we're we're opening it with a grandparent uh, who is going to be talking about, hey, these are crazy times. You all made a choice to be here, and you are all meant to be here tonight to help us to, to fund this, to be a part of this legacy. And he has some wonderful Bible scriptures picked out, uh, you know, talking about, you know, leaving a legacy, you know, talking about the uh, preparedness, uh, you know, that, you know, Christians have, and, and the, you know, and also God's path of, how, you know, of he's got a plan for everything. So they're very, com- yeah, they're very confident within this. And and the energy is is really good. There is still that sense of the you know a bit of the fear, a little bit of the scaredness, but it's that we're like, okay, no, we're going to overcome this. And you know, with your event uh, still on for tonight, have you seen cancellations going forward, just in terms of your own personal business? Oh, definitely. This this past week, I think we had you know between me and my partners, I think we had twelve events that that fell out here in the next three, four weeks. And yeah. then uh, I had some later April that just decided to be proactive and, and they're going into October. So we've got that scheduled. Uh, so, you know, we've got another, you know, we've got three or four weeks <laughs> that we're off. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, not a wanted vacation, but we're trying to, you know, make lemon, you know, make lemonade with lemons. We got, uh, I mean, I, I can identify with that completely. And, uh, what, what are you going to be doing with this sort of forced work stoppage for the next couple of weeks? Well, again, like I said, I'm hanging out with my, my two sons, uh, one's 11 and the other one's eight. We're going to the skate park. We're going hiking, you know, we're getting outside and trying to enjoy the sunshine as much as we can. And, you know, my time with them, because usually I'd be traveling coast to coast to coast right now yeah. doing events. So I'm, you know, enjoying the time with them. But then I'm also looking at my own business and, and trying to figure out how that I could evolve and still be relevant within the fundraising world. 
you know, beyond being the person that's on stage. So I've really taken a step back, starting to identify, you know, how, like yourself to like, okay, how can I help nonprofits to continue to fundraise, you know, beyond events, but then also to plan for those events that are in the fall to make those as successful as possible. So, you know, there's still a lot of work that's going on. There's a lot of conversations that are going on. So that's kind of what I'm using to, uh, to bide my time. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's something that my clients have been asking me about in, in so far as, you know, what are our options if we can't have an in-person gala? Uh, and I think that whoever is able to solve the, you know, simulcast or live, live streaming option version of this will will really you know have some traction. But it, I mean, it's tough because how do you throw a party uh, where people are spending money to rub elbows either with colleagues or you know fancy right. folk? And you know, I've been I've been kind of hitting my head against the wall talking to uh, various vendors and players in the field, and it's it's not going to be easy. Um, it's, no. it's really going to be a paradigm shift. Yeah. And I don't think there is one solution to it. I mean, there's a, a myriad of solutions that are out there. I mean, technology solutions, you know, with the live streaming and then combining that with the, you know, fundraising technologies. But it, I mean, you, you're cut from the same cloth I am. It's about yeah. creating that experience in the room. And can you duplicate that online? I don't think we can. I, I mean, we can to a degree, but I'm I'm a firm believer that the live event will never die. Uh, we're kind of taking a break from it, and I think what will happen is the donors will be so bored or so fed up with the online fundraising, especially when all of this craziness gets, you know, kind of, you know, runs its path to where they're going to be craving, you know, human-to-human interaction. They're going to be craving that electricity that is created within a live party atmosphere and a live event atmosphere to where... I hope. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be wrong, but I, I think that, you know, that, you know, gallows are going to come back, you know, with an even bigger and better push at it because nonprofits have to be more strategic and more purposeful with that experience they're trying to create. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're right in that regard. And, you know, the, the, the one of the biggest obstacles facing us is that I, I think projections are for, you know, warmer weather. You know, COVID nineteen is not going to do great in warmer weather. You know, people are going to be healthy. We're going to be able to gather again. But those are just projections. Those are just guesses. And right. until you know the the instances of um, of contagion go down, uh, you know, we're, we're we really are left in this sort of uh, quasi quarantine. And as long as that stands, there there just won't be galas, at least where, you know, I mean, right. my, my clients, I, I had an event in Vegas that canceled uh, for last week in March. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's just, I, I don't know when they're going to be able to schedule that again. Right. Yeah. And it's because you, you have, they have to make the decision, like tonight, they're deciding to go forward. There's Which I think those is that smart. are deciding to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's you know it is against the, the you know the the you know the the, the 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 you know kind of the disaster or the crisis that's going on right now in CDC you know and whatnot. But as long as everybody's taking precautions, you know, really looking at the personal space, you know, being safe, you know, how are we greeting people? I think that it won't be an issue. I mean, you definitely have to talk about the elephant in the room. But I I, I think I mean they spend so much time and energy and money into this to you know they have to follow through with it because this event 
they couldn't postpone because this is their you know yearly event. They, I mean, they'll raise you know three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars from this event alone. I mean, that is a huge chunk for their mission, and I don't believe that they could raise that you know even a portion of that online. No, and and I think that you know if they're only losing a hundred of three hundred and fifty, like two hundred and fifty, really is critical mass uh, for yes. uh, for what I know that you and I need to get our job done. Um, and yes. and so it seems like the losses they would have incurred by canceling. I mean, it's just so hard to claw back money from um, you know from caters from you know event spaces, and then just that opportunity cost of of not getting that that influx of money that they had probably budgeted for you know minimum you know, yep. x amount of dollars. Um, and you know you kind of touched on this earlier. Uh, you know, in terms of organizations innovating to have better in-person experiences once we do get COVID under control. Uh, are there anything, any other elements that you see as kind of a silver lining? Like that, like six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, we'll look back and you'll be like, hey, you know, it was really problematic in the time, uh, but like this is what we, this is, this is a, a, a very tangible benefit um, that, that we that we were able to to get from from this troubling experience. Yeah, I, I think there's some really good news that's going to come from this. Those events that are able to, you know, that are able to schedule, you know, that gives us another, you know, three to five six months of planning time, of preparation time, of you know, getting the board members more engaged, getting them to be, you know, better ambassadors, to get people, the right people in the room. It's going to give, uh, you know, obviously an opportunity for the stock market to recover and those, you know, those, <laughs> that disposable oh, yeah. donation income to, to recover. Uh, you know, nonprofits are going to have to be more strategic within their messaging and their marketing, you know, and, and all of that. So I, I mean, I see you know, there is this silver lining that's going to happen from that if the organizations choose to use this extra time, you know, effectively. Otherwise, if they're just going to, you know, kind of just, you know, let it fall away and not be pro, you know, kind of be productive within it and come in with a, such a negative attitude, they're going to be the ones that are going to, you know, they're going to be hurting. But the ones that really truly look at this and be more strategic about it, invest more in their fundraising, invest more in the production and invest more in the experience there it will come back and it will you know it will come back with a vengeance i mean again i hope i'm right uh but uh you know it's it, it, it does that's that extra time it could be so critical and when it's used effectively can make such an impact hey, and look i i am right along with you with this idea that if we can reinvest or invest more into the experience then then I think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody will be better off um, because yeah, you know I, mean, I I think that that's something that you and I are so intimately involved in, um, and yeah. and we see with our own eyes the the positive benefits that it has for our clients. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, we still have to look at what do we do in the meantime. How do you raise that money for those that had to cancel? Um, or postpone. I mean, and fill in, you know, fill in those budgets. That's for you and me and our colleagues to be the solution finders. You know, I, like I'm creating a lot of resources and doing a lot of homework for the nonprofits I work with, and you're really putting that out there to say, look, these are your options. Let, you know, even just we're going online or we're going to create this virtual event. You know, you still have to use best practices all the way around, just as if we were putting on, you know, a live event. And the hundreds of events that you've done and the hundreds of events that I've done. 
you know, we have the experience to know how to create what I've coined the golden goosebump moment. How do we create that golden goosebump moment in an online virtual setting? And then how do you make that pitch? How do you make that ask? How do you fundraise after that? That, no matter live or online, you have to identify and you have to create that and you have to work with someone that knows how to do it. And that's where, you know, us as professional fundraising auctioneers can bring that element to the table to create that philanthropic experience. Well, let's just hope that, you know, as, as a community of like-minded fundraisers and auctioneers that over the next couple of weeks, uh, we, we really do come up with a, a solution for our clients because, uh, you know, I know not just for galas, but um, you know, as people in, in the event space around the world and in, in fundraising, you know, they're really hurting right now. And and that's, I, that's I, right. I, I I just hope that, that we are um, in, in our capacity are part of the solution. And I, I know that you're going to be doing that tonight. So I, I wanted to, yep. you know, thank you for your time this afternoon and and. And, and just go represent for all of us. Um, you know, so much luck tonight. Um, I hope with that, Thank you. Uh, that that smaller, more intimate group, you're able to, to to raise even more money than they've ever done before. You know, you're able to capture that spirit and capture that that energy, which can be negative, but you know, hopefully, you'll be able to convert it into something something celebratory. Well, thank you very much. I plan on leaving it all in the stage tonight because, you know, life is short. We never know when we're going to be able to pick up that microphone and that gavel again. So it's uh, it's all coming out, and, and, and hopefully they have to drag me off the stage because uh, I passed out and I, I gave everything, all 110%. That, hey, look, you're, you're going to be the James Brown of the philanthropy world tonight, and I have no doubt about that. <laughs> awesome. All right, take well, care, buddy. thank you so much for having be, me on. Be safe. And great chatting with you, and uh, keep, uh, keep, uh, keep being awesome. Uh, you as well. Take care. Thanks, EK. Bye.